You are the legendary ninja Ryu Hayabusa, fighting against a great evil with battle skills that are second to none. Wield an arsenal of killer weapons, each offering a playstyle with a different set of lethal skills, along with ruthless ninjutsu to swiftly take down enemies. Quickly gauge your opponent's movements while unleashing fast and frenzied combos, and team up with other super ninjas in your quest to fulfill your destiny. All previous downloadable content, including costumes and game modes, are included. Revel in the intensity of Ninja Gaiden in one dynamic collection. Ninja Gaiden Master Collection slices its way onto Nintendo Switch Summer 2021. Eat. Sleep. Links. Repeat. Boom, let's party! Is your brain big enough? Welcome. This is the Atari Lynx Handicast. This is episode 20, Ninja Gaiden. So here once again is the Master Ninja, or Jonin, for this podcast, Mark Little. Well thank you, Monty. Say, Monty, I've got a question for you. Have you ever been in a fight with someone? No. I would be quite inadequate in any kind of physical conflict. Why do you say that? I've no hands or feet to help me subdue an opponent. In fact, I possess no physical presence of any kind at all. Oh, yeah, that's true. So you're saying that you couldn't fight like the protagonist in today's game, Ryu Hayabusa, right? That's correct. So you can't do a bar swing? No. How about a front swing? No. Or a rear swing? Never. How about a front punch? Negative. A front kick? Yet. A round kick? Nay. Not even a power pull? No way, Jose. Well, that's a shame, Monty. Not really. I can certainly hold my own against any opponent by utilizing my prowess as a supreme verbal ninja. Oh really? Quite. And as a supreme verbal ninja, I possess a vast array of literary weapons, devices and strategies within my arsenal. Such as? Oh, I could use almost anything in a pitted battle of wits. I could employ sarcasm, dramatic irony, pathos, puns, parody, satire. In short, I can be vicious when backed into a verbal corner. No prosaic imbecile would stand a chance against my stealthy verbal might. (laughs) Well, I don't doubt it, Monty. But really, we're straying a bit away from the subject at hand, which is actually covering today's game. And that game is part number PA2039, Ninja Gaiden, released by Atari Corporation in 1991. Oh, yes. We must talk about today's game, because it is the most fantastic and most important topic of any conversation ever in the history of the world. Now, Monty, I know you're trying to be sarcastic, but that's actually just egregious exaggeration. I admit my sarcasm skills are a bit slipshod, but without the ability to do a front kick or a power pull, 
What else can I do, if I want to maintain my status as a supreme verbal ninja? Well, just keep practicing at it, Monty. You'll get it. Of course I will. Now that's just abject arrogance, Monty. Why, yes. Yes, it is. in the moonlight, the ninja warrior stalks his prey. Unseen, unheard, and unnoticed. Mission accomplished. The final battle begins. Ninja Gaiden for Nintendo from Tecmo. Coming soon, more hard-to-beat action. Tecmo Bad News Baseball. The legendary ninja Ryu Hayabusa has been part of gamers' lives for a long time. The iconic look of this super cool warrior in his black falcon outfit, dragon sword strapped to his back, and gold hardened eyes glaring out from undercover instantly brings to mind thoughts of hard, precise gameplay as well as impeccable character and game design. Ryu has long since been a critical and fan favorite amongst video game protagonists, with Nintendo Power Magazine nominating him for Best Character in 1989 and 91. We didn't. We didn't have a lot of characters back then. Anyway, the ninja has appeared in other games as well, most notably the Dead or Alive series, where he remains a fan favorite. And he's guest starred in the Dynasty Warriors games. He's even starred in an anime adaptation of Ninja Gaiden in 1991. But who is this mysterious ninja? Vital Statistics Here are the vital statistics that I have about today's game, Ninja Gaiden. Release date and initial retail price. Ninja Gaiden was published and released by Atari Corporation in July of 1991. The original retail price for the game was between $38.99 and $39.99 in the US and £29.99 in the UK. Game genre. It is a side-view, two-dimensional scrolling action beat-em-up game for one player only. Based on. It is based on the arcade cabinet, Ninja Gaiden, released by Tecmo Limited in late 1988 in North America and in Europe, and in January of 1989 in Japan. The game was named Arcade Game of the Year for 1990. Alternate title. Shadow Warriors was the title given to the Ninja Gaiden arcade cabinet for its release in Europe. Sequels to the game. There was one sequel to Ninja Gaiden on the Atari Lynx, Ninja Gaiden 3, The Ancient Ship of Doom, which was released in 1993. It was a port of the NES version of Ninja Gaiden 3, The Ancient Ship of Doom. Cartridge information. Ninja Gaiden is housed on a 256 kilobyte mono curved lip style cartridge. Screen play field orientation. The screen play field orientation for the game is landscape or horizontal. Game levels. There are four stages or neighborhoods in Ninja Gaiden. The city streets, the casino moto, the train station, and the palace. Ports of the game to other systems. Ports of Ninja Gaiden were also released in Europe under the title Shadow Warriors on the Amstrad CPC, the Atari ST, the Commodore Amiga, the Commodore 64, and the ZX Spectrum. Elsewhere, the game was also ported as Ninja Gaiden to the DOS platform, the Nintendo Switch, the Nintendo Wii, and the PlayStation 4. Many other versions and permutations using the Ninja Gaiden name and general concept were ported to home consoles and computers, but they generally bear little resemblance to the original arcade game. 
The NES version is the most notorious for its apparent lack of similarity to the arcade game. Packaging Ninja Gaiden was released in a full-color, standard flap-tab, regular-size box, 5 and 3 8 inches high by 4 and 3 8 inches wide by 7 8 inches deep, with parallel verbiage on the back in both English and in French. Front of the box The background of the box front is black. Covering most of the box front is the cover art, outlined in a teal blue frame. The cover art depicts a heavily muscled ninja dressed in typical black ninja garb, including a black face mask and white headband, all against an isometric view of a city skyline that is surrounded by yellow, red, and orange flames. The ninja is holding a rather large dagger sideways in his left hand, while gripping with the right hand the hilt of a sword that is slung across his back. Ostensibly, this ninja is the main protagonist of the Ninja Gaiden series of games, Ryu Hayabusa. Straddling the cover art frame at the bottom and surrounded by an oblong teal blue frame with rounded corners is the standard Atari Lynx cartouche. Below the Lynx logo within the cartouche are the words Video Game Card in white block lettering. Superimposed over the top of the cover art is the title, Ninja Gaiden. Ninja appears in large yellow and orange block capital lettering on the left, and two Japanese alphabetic characters, probably kanji, are shown in the same color to the right. These characters represent the words Gai and Den, which basically translates into English as side story. Below these characters, the word Gaiden appears in smaller gray-blue block lettering. A small white TM or trademark can be seen just to the upper right of the Japanese characters in the title. Finally, beneath the cover art at the lower left corner of the box is the Atari Fuji logo and name in white, with a small white circled R, registered trademark, just to the right. Back of the box. The background of the box back is white. Most of the back is enclosed within a teal blue frame. Straddling the frame at the top is the title, Ninja Gaiden, in the same font as it appears on the front cover. A small black TM appears just to the upper right of the Japanese alphabetic characters in the title. Within the frame are two left and right screenshots near the top. The left screenshot shows Ryu Hayabusa punching a red-shirted, white-masked ninja in front of a dilapidated tattoo shop that's called Silver Ink. The right screenshot depicts Ryu high-kicking a red-shirted, white-masked ninja at the corner of a brick building underneath a lamppost. There is another red-shirted, white-masked ninja standing next to a phone booth at the bottom left of the screenshot, while a couple of more ninjas creep in towards the ensuing fight from the right. Beneath the left screenshot are the following two short paragraphs in small black lettering. Now the adventure and thrill of this fast-paced, action-packed coin-op hit is placed in your hands. Kick, punch, and master the special ninjutsu techniques as you battle your way through four of the nastiest neighborhoods known to man. To the right of this paragraph, beneath the right screenshot, is the same paragraph translated into French. Straddling the bottom of the teal blue frame box in its own oblong teal blue frame with rounded corners is a small version of the standard Lynx cartouche with the words Video Game Card in white block letters below the Lynx logo. At the lower left of the box is the Atari Fuji logo and name in black with a small black circled R registered trademark just to the right of the name. At the bottom center of the box is printed in small black font Atari, the Atari logo, and Lynx are TMs, or registered trademarks, of Atari Corporation. Ninja Gaiden is a TM and copyright 1988 of Tecmo Limited, licensed to Atari Corp. Copyright 1991, Atari Corp, Sunnyvale, California, 94089-1302. All rights reserved, printed in Hong Kong, made in China. 
Finally, as usual, at the bottom right of the box back is displayed the official seal of the FBI, bracketed at the top by the phrase, Winners Don't Use Drugs, and at the bottom with the name William S. Sessions, Director FBI. Yada, yada, yada. Box flaps and tabs. Printed on the bottom left inside tab of my Ninja Gaiden box is a small circle with the numbers 1 through 12 surrounding it, similar to a clock face, but with the number 7 missing. Inside the circle is printed the number 1991. This indicates that the print date for my box was the 7th month, or July, of 1991. Above the circle are the initials GC, which refers to one of several printing houses that Atari used between August of 1987 and June of 1990 to print what is known among Atari 2600 game collectors as the Red Box Boxes. Apparently, Atari continued to use GC past 1990 to print Lynx boxes and manuals. Printed on the top left inside tab of my box are the numbers CA401053-039 and C. 302185-039. The outside top flap of my box includes the title in black bold font on the left and the part number in smaller font on the right. And the outside bottom flap includes a UPC barcode on the left with the numbers 0 77000 02024 6. And on the right, the title in black bold font with the part number in smaller font below the title. If any Linksters have Ninja Gaiden boxes with different information on the tabs or flaps, please just let me know so that I can share that info with my listeners. The Manual Ninja Gaiden was packaged with a full-color poster, 22 inches high by 17 inches wide. The front of the poster includes an exact copy of the box cover art, with a yellow triangular banner added to the upper left that includes the words, See Reverse Side for Instructions, in a large black font tilted upwards at a 45-degree angle. The back of the poster includes an illustrated comic book style list of basic instructions in either English or in French. The posters were folded several times in order to fit into the small Lynx game boxes. The instructions for Ninja Gaiden were written but not illustrated by veteran Lynx manual writer Scott Rhodes. We'll hear more from him in the listener feedback segment coming up. Here's how the instructions side of the poster is laid out. The top row contains three frames. The left oblong frame, with a background in dark purple, includes the title of the game in the same font as that on the cover art. In the center of the panel, below the title, is a medium front view of an old man, ostensibly the Jonin, or High Ninja, dressed in a pink robe with yellow trim, addressing Ryu Hayabusa, who is seen in close-up wearing blue ninja garb on the right. In two word balloons on the left, the Jonin says, Your training is nearly complete, ninja. To earn the title of Ninja Gaiden, you must complete a daring quest. Many have gone before you, some more experienced, some less. The middle square frame at the top features an angled close-up of the Jonin's face, with a blue cityscape, the sun, and some clouds behind him. Below this scene is an orange bar that continues the Jonin's instructions to Ryu. The powers of darkness have turned the sacred, silent city into the evil, noxious lair. They profane the holy walls with graffiti and billboards. They fill the streets with smoke and filth. The right oblong frame includes a scene of a street corner at night with a ninja in white garb stained with blood lying on his back on the sidewalk with a sword sticking out of his torso. A quadrant view of Ryu's face can be seen on the right. At the top of this frame is a yellow box that continues the Jonin's narration. We have sent many experienced ninjas to free the city. None have returned. We have heard that some have been destroyed. 
Others have been too weak to overcome the lure of evil and have gone over to the other side. There are three frames on the second row. The left oblong frame against a dark blue and black background depicts a close-up view of the Jonin's face on the left and Ryu's face on the right. A word bubble between their faces continues the Jonin's instructions to Ryu. But you are different, ninja. You are brave in heart and spirit. Maybe you will free our holy city and our sacred land of this evil. If you succeed, you will be called a true hero, a ninja Gaiden. If you fail, you will be called a memory. That is a so over-the-top thing to say. Sorry, that's not sarcasm. Drat. The center square panel includes an isometric overhead shot of a city alleyway with a yellow band at the top that includes the following sentence. Under cover of storm, the young ninja approaches the silent city. The right oblong panel, against a mostly white background with dark and light pink accents across, depicts Ryu in white ninja garb kicking a masked ninja wearing a red shirt and a white face mask in the torso. The word smack appears in large comic book style lettering just to the lower right. To the left of this fight scene are the getting started instructions. To begin the game, insert the Ninja Gaiden game card and press the on button. Press A or B to advance through the title screens. Press B to fight the powers of darkness. Change direction by pressing the D-pad right or left. During the battle, the young ninja discovers that he must often use his agile strength to jump. Press A to jump straight up. Press option 1 while the young ninja is in the air to grab a pipe or a bar. While the ninja hangs from a bar or other object, press the D-pad to swing and the B button to kick an enemy. The next row contains two oblong panels. The left panel, mostly in white, with dark and light pink accents across, depicts Ryu in white ninja clothing jumping over a man in a white shirt and blue pants. Motion lines with the word swoosh appear behind Ryu, and the following sentences appear above and below the scene. As an enemy approaches, the ninja runs towards him and jumps. As he flips over the enemy's head, the ninja grabs the evil one's shoulders and throws him. The pause button stops the game until you press pause again. Option 1 and pause together restarts the game. Option 2 and pause flips the screen. The right oblong panel shows a view from behind the Jonin's head of Ryu in white ninja swag battling two white masked ninjas in red shirts in front of a city building. The following sentences appear above the scene. The ninja begins his quest. He runs through the city, fighting the powers of darkness. His rapid fire kicks and punches and well-timed flips and jumps make the ninja a tough foe for the swarming enemies. The next row includes three square panels positioned above a long oblong panel below with a small vertical panel adjacent to them on the far right. The first square panel in yellow includes the heading The Enemies within a red colored band at the top. The following instructions appear below the heading. The ninja must defeat eight enemy classes to succeed. Masked Ninja, Lumberjack Ninja, Clawed Warrior, Black Ninja, The Sumo, The Wrestler, White Ninja, and the final boss, the Dark Lord. After clearing the city of evil guardians, the ninja still has one enemy to face, the mighty Dark Lord. The Dark Lord is very large and he's armed with razor-sharp sabers. He is highly trained in all the violent arts. In fact, he invented most of them himself. Time is short for our ninja hero. He starts with only 99 seconds to complete each of the levels. If he does not complete a level within the allotted time, he will lose a life. The center large square panel features the angry faces of six enemy ninjas, with the sumo in particular reaching out from the scene. 
The right square panel is identical to the left one, but the heading is The Treasures, with the following verbiage below. There are six different treasures and power-ups. The blue pill increases KOs remaining by one. The red pill increases KOs remaining to five. The ruby, 300 points. Clock adds 20 seconds to timer. Sword fight with a sword instead of your fists. Mans add one life. It takes more than a simple KO to beat our hero. As long as he has at least one KO left on the KO indicator, he gets up relatively unscathed. The long oblong panel beneath these three square panels includes an action scene, with Ryo in white garb on the left kicking a red-shirted white-masked ninja who is crashing through a phone booth on the right. The word POW in red comic book style lettering appears next to Ryu's foot as he kicks, and the following sentences are printed to the left. The young ninja sends a masked ninja enemy flying. The masked ninja crashes into a telephone booth and smashes it to pieces, revealing a valuable treasure within. And the vertical oblong panel at the far right includes pictures of all six treasures, or power-ups. The blue pill, the red pill, the ruby, the clock, the sword, and the man. The bottom row includes two square panels intersected by a large diamond-shaped panel. The left square frame is light green, with representations of the four neighborhoods in the game at the bottom. Above them are the following sentences. Each time the ninja is knocked out, the indicator is reduced by one. When the KO indicator reaches zero, the ninja loses a life. If the ninja loses enough lives, the game ends. You can continue the game from where the ninja hero lost his last life. When the continue screen appears, press A or B before time runs out. The ninja lives again, but the point total returns to zero. The ninja must cleanse four areas of the silent city. A. The city streets. B. The casino moto, or motto as it's spelled in the instructions. C. The train station. And D. The palace. The right square panel is light pink with a large circular depiction of Ryu's torso and crossed sword's belt and buckle. The heading in this panel, Victory, appears in an orange block at the top of the frame, and the following verbiage appears to the right of the circle. When you complete the fourth level, the game ends. If the ninja completed all four levels without losing his last life, he earns the title of Ninja Gaiden. Below this, in a raspberry-colored band, is a list of how points are awarded in the game. Finally, in the large diamond-shaped frame at the center is depicted the game's boss, the Dark Lord, a larger-than-life ninja in yellow robes who reaches out menacingly towards Ryu, who attempts to stop him in the foreground. The word GRA appears in light green comic book-style lettering next to the Dark Lord. The caption Battling the Dark Lord appears to the lower left of the diamond. Across the bottom of the poster are three paragraphs in small black print. The left paragraph includes accuracy boilerplate and reproduction restrictions from Atari Corporation. The center paragraph reads, Ninja Gaiden is a trademark and copyright 1988 of Tecmo Limited, licensed to Atari Corporation. Atari, the Atari logo, and links are trademarks or registered trademarks of Atari Corporation. And the right paragraph includes the Atari Fuji logo and registered trademark and name at the bottom left. The verbiage to the right of that logo reads, Copyright 1991 Atari Corporation, Sunnyvale, California, 94089-1302, all rights reserved. Beneath that is printed, printed in Hong Kong, C398102-039, revision A5-91. Printed in Hong Kong, G.C.7.1991. 
Please tell me more about the minuscule verbiage at the bottom of the poster. I am so enthralled by the excruciating detail of such minutia. Uh, it's close, sir, but not really sarcasm, Monty. Oh, bollocks. Watch your language. So, with that archaic response from Monty, that covers my excruciating vital statistics minutia for Ninja Gaiden. The Atari Lynx Handycast will return after this podcast promotion. This is Michael, one of the hosts of the Atari XEGS Cart by Cart podcast. Do you like Atari? Of course you do. What about the 8-bit computer line? It was one of the best. Well, how about you consider joining Bill, David, Kieran, and myself as we review the cartridge-based games for Atari's 8-bit computer line. We also review budget games, which are mostly released only in the UK. But that's not all. We also dig up game history, share personal experiences, and perform questionable comedy. You'll get all of that and for free just by listening to us on either iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, Player FM, or from our website at xegs8bit.com. That's X-E-G-S, the number 8, bit.com. And when you're done listening, please send us your hate mail, because we really need the feedback so we know someone is tuning in. Credits. As was the case for the last two games I've covered on the Handicast, I could find virtually no individual credits for Ninja Gaiden. The publisher for the Lynx port was Atari Corporation. Original Arcade The original arcade game was written and directed by H. E. E. Jima for Tecmo Limited. Other programmers on various aspects of the arcade game were Happy Fukudai Ichiro, EXP Ebi, Yamashimitsu Akira, Freedom, Miyahuroshi, Otataro Iaoya, Mikio Saito, Ichiro Nakagawa, Ryuichi Nita, Tamotsu Ebisawa, Shinobi Iwabayashi, and Miki Yoshida. Well done, Mark. That was the epitome of Japanese pronunciation. Well, now you're just being patronizing, Monty. Licensee. Ninja Gaiden was licensed to Atari Corporation by Tecmo Limited. Tecmo was founded on July 31, 1967 in Japan, initially as a supplier of cleaning equipment. Later that year, they branched into amusement equipment. In the field of electronic games, the company has been focusing on arcades throughout much of its history. It is primarily known for Ninja Gaiden, Dead or Alive, Fatal Frame, and other video game series. In 2009, Tecmo merged with Koei to form the holding company Tecmo Koei Holdings and was operated as a subsidiary until its disbandment in early 2010. In April 2010, Tecmo was dissolved and its video game franchises are now published by Koei Tecmo Games. Tecmo is also the name of a distinct video game development company that was established in March of 2010, but later folded into Koei Tecmo Games in April of 2011. The only other game that Atari Corporation licensed from Tecmo Limited for the Lynx was Rygar, a game I'll be covering in episode 24. Developer the developer for Ninja Gaiden for the Lynx was Blue Sky Software. Blue Sky was formed in 1988, and they developed two other games for the Atari Lynx. Tournament Cyberball 2072, which I covered in the last episode, and NFL Football, which I'll cover in episode 26. 
Blue Sky also developed games for the Atari 7800, including Basket Brawl and Xenophobe, as well as for the Commodore Amiga, the Commodore 64, the IBM PC and compatibles, the Sony PlayStation, the Sega Game Gear, the Sega Genesis, the Sega Master System, and the Sega Master System 32X add-on. So, that completes my coverage of the credits for Ninja Gaiden. The Atari Lynx Handycast will return after this brief advert. This is the city, Los Angeles, California. The city never sleeps. The movie theaters, the restaurants, the parties, the burlesque clubs, the tiddlywinks parlors, the all-night wicker emporiums. They go on from dusk to dawn, and so does the crime. No, crime never sleeps, and that's where I come in. My name is Sergeant Joe Hackaday, and I carry a badge. It's not much to look at as badges go, but I'm kind of stuck on it. I was working the day watch out of the Domestic Distrust Division. It was a Friday afternoon, May 17th. It was hot, 105 degrees in the shade, of which there is precious little in the city. Humidity was at 98%. The barometric pressure was rising. At exactly 3.49 Greenwich Mean Time, I received a telephone call about a domestic disturbance at an apartment in the Cucamonga Heights section, a typical middle-class neighborhood. I left headquarters and hoofed it on out to the address. My partner, Detective Montague, was already there. What do you got, Money? The caller is a one, Bob Shaw Mac from Racine, Wisconsin. He lives in apartment 12B up the stairs and on the right at the end of the corridor. Claims that his girlfriend is involved in some kind of cult. Listening to a certain retro gaming podcast all day and then spending her evenings buying merchandise online from something called the Handy Shop. Sounds like a front for some kind of demented sicko to me, Sergeant. Come on, let's check it out. Greetings and salutations to you, sirs. Just the facts, ma'am. Um, I'm a sir. Oh, sorry, sir. My mistake. You're Bob Shermack of Racine, Wisconsin? I am? I'm Sergeant Hackaday, and this is Detective Montague. We're from the Domestic Distrust Division. You make a call to headquarters about your girlfriend? Indeed I did. Want to tell me about it? My girlfriend, Maxine Levine. She from Racine, too? Why, yes. Yes, she is. Maxine Levine from Racine? That's right. Go on. She listens to this Handicast podcast all day long. It's about the Atari Lynx. I see. Then at night... At night? Yes. She jumps on the interweb and purchases all this stuff from something called the Handy shop. She gets all kinds of things from there. Like hats. Yes. T-shirts. Yes, sir. Coffee mugs. Yep. Ballpoint pens. Yup. Water bottles. Uh-huh. Desk notebooks. You got it. Mouse pads. Aye, aye. Tote bags. Affirmative. Polo shirts. Si, senor. Jackets. Wee, oui, wee. Oui. Drawstring bags. Yaha. Is this stuff any good? I mean, it's not a lot of cheap knockoffs, is it? It's quality merchandise at the highest caliber. I see. You have any proof of these purchases, Mr. Shermack? I want to make sure she's not buying illegal contraband. Why, yes. Yes, I do. Here's her latest receipt from the handy shop. She bought this stuff last night. Let me see that. Hmm, very reasonable prices. Good variety of shipping options and payment methods, too. And all the proceeds go towards supporting the Atari Lynx Handicasts hosting and domain costs? I believe so, yes. And you think she's involved with a cult? Isn't she? No, she isn't. We're very familiar with the Atari Lynx Handicast, and it's not a cult. It's a normal, run-of-the-mill, retro gaming podcast about an underappreciated retro handheld console. Ooh, most of the squad members, except for Monty here... I don't have internet. Most of them back at headquarters listen to the Handicast every month. Ooh, and now I need to take this receipt back to headquarters. As evidence? No, I want to buy some of this stuff for myself. I'm a Lynx head from way back. Don't worry about Maxine. She's okay. And she sounds like my kind of lady. Treat her right. Thank you. I will. That's a relief, Sergeant. All in a day's work, Mr. Shermack. You can find any and all officially branded Atari Lynx Handicast merchandise at the Handy Shop. Check it out at atarilynxhandicast.net slash handyshop.
playing the game. Object of the game. The object of Ninja Gaiden is to cleanse each of four neighborhoods of evil ninjas and then to face and assassinate the final boss of the game, the Dark Lord. Battle is conducted through the ancient Japanese martial art of ninjutsu, which uses the strategies and tactics of unconventional warfare, guerrilla warfare, and espionage. It was purportedly practiced by the highly trained and disciplined ninja class of warriors. Besides using weapons such as swords and daggers, ninjas extensively use jumps, kicks, and punches in the practice to confuse and otherwise subdue their opponents. Points in the game are awarded based on the ruby power-ups that are attained, along with the number and class of the opposing ninjas killed. Title screen. After the Ninja Gaiden cart is inserted into the links, the silent title screen with a dark blue and purple sky background appears. Across the top, in red Asian calligraphy font, is the word ninja. Below it are the words Gai Den in gray craggly lettering bracketed at the top and bottom by blue horizontal lines. At the bottom left of the screen in small white capital lettering is copyright 1988 Tecmo Limited and copyright 1990 Atari Corp. At the bottom right is displayed license to Atari Corp. The black silhouette of a ninja can be seen behind the title. Only his eyes are visible. The sword he is holding horizontally in front of him with his right hand can also be seen. After a few seconds, the title screen disappears and then quickly reappears. At this point, pressing either the A or B button will start the splash screen animation. In this screen, the title and copyright info disappear from the static title screen, leaving only the silhouette of the ninja and his sword. Rain streaks begin to fall diagonally in front of the ninja as sporadic lightning flashes across the scene and then the very brief title music plays. Pressing either the A or B button during this sequence takes the player directly into the first stage of the game, which is the city streets. Gameplay mode. In the first stage, a cityscape appears and the player's ninja, Ryu Hayabusa, drops down onto the sidewalk from the upper left. As the screen pans slowly to the right, different enemy ninjas can be seen lurking near buildings and behind street objects. As Ryu moves closer to them, the enemy ninjas engage in hand-to-hand -hand fighting with Ryu. Players use the D-pad to aim in the direction of Ryu's punches and kicks to subdue the enemy ninjas or to aim Ryu in the direction of a jump to confuse them. Using the A button causes Ryu to jump and using the B button causes him to punch or kick. It usually takes three good hits or kicks to knock out enemy ninjas, which continue to appear in successive waves. Eventually, an enemy ninja will disappear after a knockout. Players can sometimes position Ryu in such a way that a well-timed kick or blow will cause an enemy ninja to fall back and crash onto a street object, such as a telephone booth or a card table, sometimes revealing one of the six possible power-ups or treasures. Ryu then has to immediately position himself over the treasure to obtain it before it quickly disappears. Ryu must also sometimes jump up onto overhead pipes, bars, or ledges to battle enemy ninjas. This tricky maneuver is accomplished using the D-pad and the Option 1 button. After Ryu reaches the final location of a neighborhood, he must battle one of the larger and much more difficult stage level bosses. In City Streets, the stage level boss is the Sumo. In Casino Moto, it's three of the clawed warriors. In the train station, it's two wrestlers, all members of the Dragon's Strongmen team. And in the palace, it's three more clawed warriors, followed by the final boss, 
the Dark Lord. The other ninjas appear at various waves throughout all four stages, or neighborhoods, during gameplay. As each stage level boss is defeated, a splash screen appears that indicates that the stage is clear. The words round 1, 2, 3, or 4, clear, all in an Asian calligraphy font, appear across the scene, which depicts a view of the neighborhood that was just completed. A brief jingle is heard, then the jingle stops and the next stage begins automatically. Across the top of the screen in each stage can be seen five red squares in a horizontal row, representing the KOs, or knockouts, remaining for Ryu. As each knockout occurs, the squares turn progressively dark gray from the right square to the left. Below the squares are three X's with white slashes on them, indicating the number of swords obtained by Ryu. At the top center is the word time, with a steadily decreasing number indicated below. Each stage begins with 99 seconds, which count down backwards as the game progresses. Finally, on the upper right of each neighborhood screen is the current accumulated score. The Continue Screen During gameplay, when Ryu has used up all five of his knockouts, a cutscene appears of Ryu in blue ninja garb bound in a reclining position as various monsters surround him. A spinning buzzsaw begins to descend from the top of the screen as the word continue in red Asian calligraphy font appears across the scene at the bottom. The current score appears in white at the lower left. A counter at the bottom in the same red Asian calligraphy font counts backwards from 9, indicating the time in seconds in which the player must decide whether to continue playing. Pressing either the A or B button takes the player back to the last stage played, but with a score reset to 0. A player can continue playing the game in this fashion, but each time a continue is used, the time indicator decreases by 1 second upon entering the continue screen. If no button is pressed at the last possible continue screen, the buzzsaw stops and the entire scene becomes bathed in blood-red tint. The words Game Over appear across the screen in the red Asian calligraphy font, and a series of notes can then be heard. Each stage or neighborhood has its own background music. This is the music for Stage 1, City Streets. This is the music for Stage 2, Casino Moto. Here is the music for Stage 3, The Train Station.
And here's the music for stage four, The Palace. Each stage level boss also has its own background music. This is the boss music for stage one, City Streets. boss music for stage 2, Casino Moto, and also for stage 4, The Palace. This is the boss music for stage three, the train station. Finally, this is the final boss music for the Dark Lord. 
scoring. Here are how the points are awarded in Ninja Gaiden. Destroying a masked ninja, 100 points. Destroying a black ninja, 200. Picking up a ruby power-up, 300 points. Destroying a white ninja, 400. Destroying a lumberjack ninja, 500. Destroying a clawed warrior, 5,000. Destroying a wrestler, also 5,000. Destroying a sumo, 7,000. And destroying the Dark Lord, 50,000 points. Game ending. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. The game ends when the final boss, the Dark Lord, is defeated at the palace. At this point, the screen changes to a view of a ninja sitting in a sushi bar. The words end of game appear across the scene, and the final score is displayed at the bottom left in a white font. The end of game music then begins to play. Pressing either the A or B button reverts play back to the splash screen portion of the title screen, where pressing either the A or B button restarts the game. And that, Linksters, is how you play Ninja Gaiden. The Atari Lynx Handycast will return after this brief vintage advert. Coming to a screen near you in over 4,000 colors with full stereo sound on the largest portable video game screen in the world. Free, only on Atari Lynx. Batman Returns, a $50 value. Free with any purchase of the Atari Lynx game system. Now for a limited time only. COVID-19, better known as coronavirus, has spread throughout the world. Symptoms of this respiratory disease may include fever, cough, and shortness of breath. These symptoms may show up 2 to 14 days after exposure. If you are experiencing these symptoms and have come into contact or are in an area with an ongoing outbreak, please call a hotline and or consult with a physician. Clean and disinfect high-touch surfaces. For more information, please visit cdc.gov forward slash COVID-19. Thank you. Reviews and ratings. I found tons of reviews for Ninja Gaiden and most of them were pretty positive. And as I highlight them, just remember that links to the full text of each review can be found in the links links in the show notes. So, let's punch and kick our way through the enemy ninjas to see which review we will start with. Review. The review crew, on page 26 of the July 1991 issue, number 24, of Electronic Gaming Monthly magazine, gave these assessments of Ninja Gaiden. Steve gave the game an 8 out of 10 rating, saying, An excellent conversion of an excellent game. Like Warbirds, this shows what the Lynx is capable of, even with its small screen. One of the best Lynx games produced. Ed also gave the game a rating of 8 out of 10, saying, Ninja Gaiden on the Lynx is probably the best version this side of the original arcade game. Very intense action for the small screen, and not a cakewalk as some of the other games were. 
Martin also gave Ninja Gaiden an 8 out of 10 rating, saying, The animation, graphics, and gameplay are all there. Ninja Gaiden is definitely one of the best games for the Lynx. And finally, Sushi X gave the game a rating of 8 out of 10 as well, saying, Nice job, dudes. The Ninja Gaiden coin-up never looked better. How they got it all into that little Atari Lynx card is beyond me. Keep them coming. Review. David Upchurch, on page 68 in the August 1991 issue, number 47, of the UK magazine Ace, Advanced Computer Entertainment, said this about Ninja Gaiden. An excellent conversion, but, like the coin-op, lacking in sufficient originality to attract anyone not already a fan of the genre. In the review, Ninja Gaiden received an ace rating of 715, and I assume that's a score out of 1,000. Les Ellis, on page 54 of the August 1991 issue, number 10, of the UK magazine Rays, summarized his comprehensive review of Ninja Gaiden with this. If you liked the look of the computer versions, then you won't be disappointed. Similarly, if you liked the sound of the arcade version, the Lynx supplies the goods. And there's plenty of playability to keep you going until the next major Lynx release. Ellis gave Ninja Gaiden's graphics 93%, sound 85%, and playability 90%, resulting in an overall score of 91%. Review. Maurice Molyneux, on page 71 of the August 1991 issue, number 31, of the U.S. magazine Video Games and Computer Entertainment, said this about the game. The graphics in Ninja Gaiden are surprisingly good, particularly considering how small they are. Control is fairly simple, though it takes a few games to get the hang of some actions. My only gripe with this game is that you can't proceed until you've eliminated all of the enemies near you. Oh well, who said being a ninja was easy? Ninja Gaiden fans won't be disappointed with the graphics and animation in the New Link's version. Review. An unidentified reviewer on page 64 of the September 1991 issue, number 23, of the UK magazine Zero, gave the game a verdict of 92, saying this, Ninja Gaiden is without doubt the finest game yet to appear on the links. Perhaps this will be the game to finally provide this console the success it deserves. The graphics are superb, highly detailed backdrops with expertly animated sprites. A few digitized grunts when an enemy opponent hits the deck wouldn't have gone amiss, though. That's true. The only sound heard when an opponent is flattened is an oddly musical thud. A resounding thud would have been much more effective. Review. In a 1999 review at Game FAQs, Jay DeLuna gave the game a score of 9 out of 10, saying, Ninja Gaiden is widely accepted by Lynx owners as the best beat-em-up available, and there's little doubt about why. Fun gameplay, great sound, and graphics add up to a solid game. And unlike some, <coughs> Batman, <coughs> the level of difficulty is just right. So if you're in the mood for action, you can't go wrong with Ninja Gaiden. Review. Veteran writer Robert A. Jung's 1999 review of Ninja Gaiden, which was updated in 2018 and posted at IGN.com, ends with this verdict. Ninja Gaiden is not a bad game. It's just not a good game, either. More sophisticated games have been done before on the links, which makes this all the more depressing. However, it is not a total pushover, which saves it to a degree. For the arcade purist, Ninja Gaiden is a disappointment, but for the links player looking for an action game, it's worth a try. Review. Matt Paprocki at Digital Press includes this assessment of the game in his 2004 review. Next to Kung Fu and Double Dragon, Ninja Gaiden reigns supreme on the links. If you're a big fan of the arcade game, this will be your only way of experiencing it at home. 
be thankful it turned out like it did. Before calling me an idiot, I know nothing about imports, so if there is some obscure console with another port of this game, sue me. This is a must-own game for people with the great portable, and by far the best beat-em-up on the console. A note from the author's lawyer. Please don't sue him. The statement was only used to enhance an already superb review and make it more enjoyable. Thank you for your time. Matt gave the graphics a score of 8, sound 8, and gameplay 8 with an overall score of, unbelievably, 7 out of 10. Review. Cyril Lachelle at DefunctGames.com said this about the game in his 2004 review. The original Ninja Gaiden on the Atari Lynx is a faithful translation of the arcade game. It's not exactly 2D, but it's really not 3D. You beat up similar-looking oncoming attackers through several extremely difficult levels. The game sports some fantastic graphics and is a grade-A action game for a system that was in need of action games. The game plays well, but the arcade game originally offered three buttons. This is hard to get used to, all things considered. But other than that, this is a fantastic effort. Cyril gave a rating of B- to Ninja Gaiden on the Lynx. Review. In a 2011 review at Game FAQs, Force X Distance gave Ninja Gaiden a score of 9 out of 10. In summary, he said, This is an excellent title for the Atari Lynx. Great game. He gave the graphics a score of 9, music 9, gameplay 9, challenge 7, sound effects 7, and cover art 7 for an overall score for the game of 9 out of 10. Review. In a brief 2012 review at Leftover Culture Review, an unidentified author said this about the game. As a game, Ninja Gaiden doesn't break any new ground. Its real strength is in its solid arcade action. It's got classic, simple gameplay, a few different moves, power-ups, and as far as handheld consoles go, it translates well onto the links. It's not the smoothest game, but it's incredibly playable. Review. Brian Thomas Barnhart of the Lynx Lounge YouTube channel in his 2017 review of Ninja Gaiden at Atari.io, gave this summary. You need to ask yourself, do you have the skills? Do you have the heart to become the ninja master that you think you can? Well, you had better get yourself a copy of Ninja Gaiden. Otherwise, how are you going to find out? This is a great game. And you can find a link to Brian's Lynx Lounge YouTube video review of Ninja Gaiden in the Lynx links in the show notes. Review. The eternally negative video game critic said this about Ninja Gaiden in his 2017 review. Reviewing this game was an emotional roller coaster, wavering between love and hate. The game plays well, thanks to interesting scenery and a moderate difficulty. The programmers must have been big fans of Top Gun, because there are Top Gun posters all over the place. Once you come to terms with its slow-mo pacing, Ninja Gaiden turns out to be an entertaining little kung fu slugfest. He gave the game a B rating, despite apparently not knowing that Kung Fu and Ninjutsu are two very different martial arts. Review. Kieran Hawkins' review of Ninja Gaiden from his 2019 book, The A to Z of Atari Lynx Games, Volume 1, includes this summary. The graphics are stunning with fluid animation, incredibly detailed backdrops, and superb cutscenes. The audio is just as good, too, with one of the best soundtracks you will hear on the Lynx. Ninja Gaiden should be regarded as a must-have title. For those Linksters interested in purchasing a copy of Kieran's book, The A to Z of Atari Lynx Games, Volume 1, I have posted a link to the Amazon Kindle edition of the book in the Lynx Links section of the show notes of this episode. Check it out. Review. Finally, John McHugh at AtariGamer.com said this when summarizing Ninja Gaiden in his 2018 review of the game. 
Ninja Gaiden is likely the Lynx's best scrolling beat-em-up, with the possible exception of platformer scrapper Batman Returns, though I fall on the Ninja Gaiden side in that argument. Yes, I put Ninja Gaiden above Double Dragon, too. I gotta say, it's fun, it looks good, it sounds great, and if you make it a challenge, it will last the distance. It's not for everyone. You really have to like this genre to truly enjoy it. But with a multitude of power-ups, foes, attacks, bosses, and unique scenes, it's hard not to shuriken this cart straight into your links right now and get brawling. And for those who don't already know, a shuriken is a hidden hand blade in the shape of a star that is used by ninjas. Anyway, John gave the game the following ratings. Graphics, 8.5. Sound, 8. Controls, 7.5. Challenge, 7.5. Playability, 8. And overall, 8.5 out of 10. Mark's review. I must admit that when I first plugged this cart into my links a few years ago, I couldn't get into it. I'm pretty inexperienced at one-on-one -on -one combat games generally, so I had some trouble getting used to the controls, especially in how to jump up and hold on to the overhead pipes. Eventually, after finally reading about how to control Ryu in the poster manual, I was able to do it most of the time. From that point on, I found that I could actually play and consistently enjoy playing Ninja Gaiden. Ever since then, the game has been in my usual rotation of go-to games. What I like. Well, I love the constant action, battling an ever-increasing lineup of thugs and muscle men to progress my ninja to the right. Turn to the right! I love the background music, which helps keep the tension up during the fights. I love the graphics, depicting an inner-city ghetto or the main floor of a garish casino. I love the references to the developer, Blue Sky, on billboards in the background. I love the sound effects, especially during the continue screen. That buzzsaw descending onto the ninja as the timer clicks down really heightens the stress level. I love discovering the nuances that playing the game offers, such as realizing that knocking off opponents from the overhead pipe with well-timed high kicks really helps my ninja's progress rather than trying to fight them mano a mano. And I love the just one more time aspect of playing the game. I never get bored playing Ninja Gaiden. And what I don't. Well, not much. A two-player mode would have enhanced the game even more had it been incorporated, and the pace of the game as it progresses can be a little sluggish. Well, it is a slugfest, isn't it? <clears throat> uh, yes, of course, Monty, but those are just minor quibbles. Other than that, what's not to like? So, here are my ratings for Ninja Gaiden. Gameplay 5 links, graphics 5 links, controls 4 links, music 5 links, and sound effects 4 links. And that makes my overall rating for Ninja Gaiden 4.8 links out of 5. In short, this game is a champ. And so with that, I have completed my coverage of reviews for Ninja Gaiden. Have you? How utterly disappointing. Nope. That's not sarcasm. Atari Lynx Handycast will return after this podcast promotion. Hey Atari fans, this is Michael, one of the hosts of the Atari XEGS Cart by Cart podcast. Join Bill, David, Kieran, and myself as we review cartridge-based games for the Atari's last answer to the 8-bit gaming system, as well as delve deep into their history. Kieran will also introduce everyone to the UK's budget games. You can listen to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, Player FM, or from our website at xegs8bit.com. That's xegs, the number 8, bit.com.
Hi, I'm Marvin Fanortner, and I'm a Victoria's Secret male model. I live a whirlwind life, jetting from Paris to New York to Monte Carlo for modeling engagements. The work is tough and demanding, as there is always a gala fashion show just around the corner. So how do I relieve all the stress and sexual tension that a Victoria's Secret male model lifestyle piles on top of me? I just sit back with a cup of Earl Grey tea, close my eyes, and listen to the Tube Tunes podcast. It helps me realize what's really important in life. So when your hectic life is keeping you from stopping to smell the roses, log on to iTunes and Stitcher and download Tube Tunes, and it will really help you stop and listen to the themes. And believe me, it will take your mind off the drudgery of a beach filled with bikini-clad hardies. I mean it. You should do it. Do it now. It's not hard. Well, it might be. <laughs> wink, wink. Listen to Tube Tunes and just watch that filthy glamour and decadence melt away. Oh, by the way, Cindy Crawford told me that she listens to Tube Tunes. You know what her favorite theme song is? Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Go figure. Beautiful day for a neighbor. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? Fun facts and trivia. Here are some fun facts and trivia that I found for Ninja Gaiden. Prices at eBay. There were six single loose carts of Ninja Gaiden sold on eBay during the last 90 days, ranging in price from $2.50 for a non-working cart to $39.99, averaging $23.40. There were two single cart manual combos sold, one at $29.95 and one at $32 even, averaging $30.98. And there were seven loose carts of the game sold in lots, ranging in price from $33.65 for a lot that also included loose carts of California games and the gates of Zendikon, to a lot that also included loose carts of Paperboy and Road Blasters, as well as a working Lynx 2 console and visor that sold for $185 even. All of the lots averaged $75.63 per lot. Prices at other retailers. Bruce Carso at BNC Computer Visions in the U.S. is selling Ninja Gaiden for $9.95, for a cart manual combo, and $9 even for a box only. He has no CIB or NIB copies available. You can find them through his online store on eBay under the username MyAtari. Bradley Coda at Best Electronics is selling cart manual combos of Ninja Gaiden for $36.50 and loose carts for $24.95. This information was last updated on the site on July 31, 2021, so be sure to check the Best Electronics website for updated availability and prices. The Gamesman in Australia, The Goat Store in the US, Telegames in the UK, and Lance Rehnquist at Video 61 and Atari Sales, none of them have copies of Ninja Gaiden. Values Digital Press gives Ninja Gaiden a value of $15 for a loose cartridge. Pricecharting.com gives Ninja Gaiden a value of $24.99 for a loose cartridge. $43.26 for a CIB, $70 even for an NIB, $17.25 for a box only, and $19.75 for a manual only. 
and on rarityguide.com, Ninja Gaiden is given a value of $54 even for a new in-box copy, $22 even for a complete in-box copy, and $9 even for a loose cartridge. Rarity. Atari Age gives Ninja Gaiden a rarity score of 4, which is Scarce Plus. Getting harder to find, it may be difficult to track down all the Scarce Plus cartridges if you're only hunting locally. For that reason, you may have to resort to online resources to track down all of these, although you should be able to pick them up inexpensively. AtariGamer.com gives Ninja Gaiden a rarity score of 44 out of 100 for a standard boxed version, which is in demand. Not easy to find at the usual places. Grab it if you see it. The French variant is given a rarity score of 50 out of 100, which is coveted. Not seen often, hard to find, very valuable. Digital Press provides a rarity score of 3 for a loose cart of Ninja Gaiden. And RarityGuide.com gives a rarity score 58% out of 100% for Ninja Gaiden. High scores. There was one high score for Ninja Gaiden played on original hardware listed at HighScore.com. Frost in Kildare, Ireland scored 48,200 points playing the game on November 11th, 2014. In emulation, Six, that's S-I-X-X, in Gothenburg, Sweden scored 72,200 points on September 10th, 2014. And Larke in Los Masos, France scored 41,400 points on June 5th, 2018. There were no high scores recorded on Twin Galaxies for the Atari Lynx version of Ninja Gaiden, and there was one high score listed for Ninja Gaiden on the Atari Age Lynx High Score Club, which was compiled in 2011. Jeremiah JT scored 140,400 points. My own high score in Ninja Gaiden was 17,000 points even, and I was able to make it into the second neighborhood, the Casino Moto, in that session, which was August 18th, 2021. Cheats. Hints and Easter Eggs. And there is one Easter egg in Ninja Gaiden. In the background of some of the buildings during the game, a sign can be seen that displays the word Blue Sky. I've already mentioned this, of course. As you know, Blue Sky Software was the developer for the Lynx port of Ninja Gaiden. So, on that bombshell, that completes the fun facts and trivia that I have found for Ninja Gaiden on the Atari Lynx. Atari Lynx Handycast will return after this brief vintage advert. Can anyone handle the power of color? Atari Lynx, the portable video arcade. Lynx, so packed with action. Racked with attraction. Stacked with more games for total satisfaction. It'll blow you away. Lynx, more fun and games from Atari. COVID-19, better known as coronavirus, has spread throughout the world. Information about children with this disease is limited, but they are known to have had mild symptoms. Many organizations are responding accordingly, depending upon their area. It's best to stay home and away from others, especially when sick, and continue following healthy hand wash guidelines, covering mouth and nose and not touching your face or high-touch surfaces. Clean and disinfect high-touch surfaces regularly, and for more information, please visit cdc.gov forward slash COVID-19. Thank you. Listen to feedback. 
I got a good bit of feedback for Ninja Gaiden, as I expected to. So, without any further ado, let's take a look and a listen to what other Linksters have to say about today's game. Facebook comments and messages. First, I got a comment from Patrick Silva about a game I covered in episode 11, Zarlor Mercenary. One of my favorites. Such a good game. Unfortunately, the ending is heartbreaking. LOL. Well, thank you so much for your feedback, Patrick, even two years after the episode. Any and all feedback is always welcome. After posting my goofy feedback solicitation photo for this episode on the Atari Lynx Handicast Facebook page, I got this comment from Matt Stevens. He said, Such a great port of the arcade game. I prefer this over the NES game by a long shot. I have never beaten this game, but I can get pretty far. Mastering the throw technique helps a lot. Sometimes just get lucky with the items in the boxes, too. And Bill Kendrick of the XEGS Game by Game podcast replied, I'm the opposite. While a friend and I did drop something like $20 in a single afternoon into the Ninja Gaiden at the local 7-Eleven, I found the NES games way more engaging due to the cinematic stories. And Eric Perez continued the conversation. The cinematic stories make the NES version feel like a movie, and the first three levels are okay to play, but after that, it's pure hell, lol. Level three was the most I could do, but I did see the ending on a speedrun in YouTube, lol. Bill Kendrick responded, I somehow beat all three, I think mostly trading off with my friend who owned the games, back when I was a kid. I picked all three up for a cheap about ten years later. Pretty sure I beat at least one and two at the time. Nowadays, yeah, total struggle. Oof. But I still love it, smiley face. This fellow does some fun speed runs, including various Ninja Gaidens, multiple times. And Bill included a link to the Twitter page of the person he's talking about named Arcus. I've provided a link to his Twitter page in the show notes. Finally, Eric piped in on this thread by saying, Matt Stevens, the game is beatable, but it takes a lot of tries. What helps me beat the game was the throw technique. Hopefully you beat it someday. Speaking of Eric, he also provided some of his memories in the post. I remember playing Ninja Gaiden in the arcades back in 1989, and I was blown away. I fell in love with the game, but was disappointed with the Nintendo version. It's still a great game, but not like the arcade. When I got the Lynx version, I was amazed how good it plays and looks. Almost arcade perfect. This game made me proud to be a Lynx owner. Still, one of the best games in the system, and a must-own. I responded, yes, the NES version was, and still is, almost universally derided by NG fans for its lack of similarity to the original arcade. Thanks, Eric, smiley face. And Eric added, Almost forgot the most important and most awesome thing that came with the Lynx game, the poster. Wow, the best poster manual for any Lynx game, lol. And I said, You're right about the poster. The cover art is amazing. After posting the same feedback photo on the Atari Homebrew Facebook page, John McHugh of AtariGamer.com had this to say about Ninja Gaiden. Nice work is always on the podcast. One thing that's really interesting to look at is the original arcade game of this title, in comparison to the Link port. The Link's version does look fantastic, but you will notice it is missing some key levels and foes. One of the levels I wish was in the Link's version was the stage that has the cars driving past, which you have to avoid and vault over. Highly dangerous. Still, the Lynx version is a very impressive port. Plus, when you ring a store asking for a copy, keep in mind they will ask their manager whether they have a copy of Ninja Garden. True story. Laughing till I cry face. I have placed a link to the arcade port here. Look especially at level 2. And I responded, Thanks so much for your feedback, John. 
I will include a link to the video in the show notes of this episode. Cheers, smiley face. And indeed, all of my listeners can find that link in the links links section of the show notes for today's episode. Check it out. It's pretty cool. And finally, on the same post on the Atari Age Facebook page, I got a funny comment from Christopher Blackman about the goofy photo of me wearing a pretty lame ninja outfit, including a headband with Japanese characters written on it. The photo was captioned, Are you really ready to face the mighty Dark Lord? Then get your feedback in now. Christopher's comment was, Sauron is a ninja? For those unaware of Sauron, or the Dark Lord Necromancer, he was a character in the Lord of the Rings trilogy. I used that moniker in the photo because the Dark Lord is the name of the final boss in Ninja Gaiden. Also, Carlos Madruga said this about the photo. Your headband is upside down. Which it truly was. But I responded, You noticed! As if I had meant to wear it that way all along. If you haven't already seen the photo, I have posted it in the show notes. Also responding to this post was Tim Christ, who said, Is Linksters a word? I mean, I'd think Linksers would be just fine. I don't know where the T comes in, unless you're a trickster fan, trying to sneak in half a reference in a world that's all but forgotten them. Love Ninja Gaiden for the links. Was that the only system that actually had a port of the arcade game instead of the NES-style side-not-scrolling platform slasher? And I responded, I added the T-E-R-S to the word links instead of just E-R-S because linksters reminds me of the word tricksters. And the most similar home ports of the arcade game Ninja Gaiden, apart from the Lynx port, of which I am aware, were released in Europe under the name Shadow Warriors for the Amstrad CPC, the Atari ST, the Commodore Amiga, the Commodore 64, and the ZX Spectrum. Thanks so much for your feedback, smiley face. Twitter tweets and messages. After I posted the usual goofy photo of myself on Twitter, soliciting feedback for episode 20, Ninja Gaiden, I got this comment from Other Retro Matt. Am I allowed to say that this is one of my least favorite Lynx games? It just feels sluggish, and the music and sound effects are jarring. Graphics are decent, though. And I replied, Yes, you can say it. All viewpoints are welcome on the Handicast. Thanks so much. Then, after other retro Matt and I had a brief Twitter discussion of our Lynx consoles and their upgraded LCD screens, Lynx Cater piped in to comment, It looks a lot better than Ninja Gaiden 3 on the Lynx, NG3 hurts my eyes laughing face. And Into the Vertical Blank podcast also commented by saying, Wow, you are really doing a lot lately. I remember picking this up when it came out because it was one of the few Japanese sounding games for the Lynx. I don't remember liking it too much, but pickings were slim at the B. Dalton game store. And I responded, Yep, trying to keep to the monthly schedule that I've set for myself. Only a little over four years to go. And thanks for your comment about Ninja Gaiden. I really appreciate it. And keep up the great work on the podcast. I never miss it, smiley face. And finally, my best friend of nearly 50 years, HLO at ScribeHLO, commented on my goofy photo by saying, Mark, the ninja, smiley face and three thumbs up. And I responded, Well, thank you, Howie. Ninjutsu, anyone? Ninja emoticon. Atari Age comments and messages. After posting a notice that episode 19 Tournament Cyberball 2072 was available, I received this comment from Igor of AtariGamer.com. I never noticed a blood trickle down the front of the chest on the cover art until I saw your image for this handicast, Mark. And I responded, Neither had I, Igor. And I really hadn't noticed it. I knew there was some reason I liked the cover art for that game. Everyone should check it out. And Tripled79 responded with, What blood? 
And Igor wrote back, I suppose that could be robot oil, smiley face. I also received another comment from Tripled79 who said this, Can we spend some podcast time for the great debate on how to pronounce Gaiden? Is it Gaiden or is it Gaiden? Only Ryu knows the answer. While we're at it, is it Ryu or is it Ru? Or is it you? The mystery of Ninja Garden lives on. Well, the only thing that helped me with the pronunciation was Google Translate, which is as good a resource as any, I guess. Thanks for your feedback, Tripled79. Emails. You've got mail. As I mentioned, I also did get an email from Scott Rhodes. Here's what he said about Ninja Gaiden. Ninja Gaiden would have been around the same time as Tournament Cyberball 2072. The fighting games like that were never among my favorites. I mean, I enjoyed some Karateka back in the day, and some of you may pronounce that Karateka, but after a while they kind of all felt the same. Unfortunately, I can't read the poster very well on Atari Age, so it didn't spark any particular memories. I wrote that one though. I did all the poster manuals, if I remember right. Again, a big thank you goes to Scott Rhodes for keeping us updated about any manuals he may have written for the Atari Lynx games, and also for our interview in episode IN02 of the Handicast. And if you haven't already done so, please check out that interview. I also got an email from Eugenio, TrekMD. Here's what he had to say about Ninja Gaiden. Hello, Mark. I hope all is well. Things have been a bit crazy for me with the rise in COVID cases and more patients in the hospital. For anyone who has not yet gotten vaccinated, please, please, please get the vaccine ASAP. The virus doesn't care what your beliefs are. It only cares that you are a warm body it can replicate in. But enough of my PSA. Time to talk about today's game. Ninja Gaiden is another arcade port to the Lynx. This beat-em-up game is among the best titles for Atari's little cat. The game has detailed and colorful graphics and the characters are nicely animated. There are a variety of enemies and it is easy to tell them apart. The backgrounds are gorgeous and quite varied. Whenever you finish a level, an intermission screen shows up to let you know before then advancing to the next level. There is in-game music and the sound effects are well done. The in-game music is different for each of the levels and the bosses at the end of each level even have their own theme music. Control works well, but you do have to learn how to do all the moves to fight the enemies. In fact, the variety of moves is part of what makes the game so fun to play as you can use different tactics to deal with the enemies. I've never played the original arcade Ninja Gaiden, but from watching videos online, I can see that this port is not a perfect replica of the arcade as there are differences insofar as the levels, but it is very well made and certainly a great beat-em-up to enjoy on the links. So that's all for today. Going to the final frontier, gaming, Eugenio. Well, thank you, Eugenio. You're spot on in your assessment of Ninja Gaiden. It is an amazing port. Like yourself, I never played the arcade either, but obviously from my research for this episode, I know that it is a very faithful conversion of the original game. I also know that it's missing one level from the arcade original that was apparently set in a car park. And also that, unlike the arcade version, there is no two-player mode. Finally, thank you so much for stressing the importance of everyone getting vaccinated against the human malware that is raging across our planet. There is no realistic reason why anyone, at least here in America, should resist getting it. And for those of my listeners who live outside the U.S., I hope and pray that you all take the vaccine immediately or as soon as it becomes available. It's the only way we will all ever get back to some semblance of normalcy. As always, Eugenio, please take care, stay safe, and cheers. Audio submissions. 
Finally, I've received three audio submissions this month for Ninja Gaiden. The first one I received is from Curtis Herod, Kujo86 on Twitter. Let's listen to what Kujo has to say about Ninja Gaiden. I shall strike from the shadows. But that's appropriate, right? We are talking ninjas, late 80s, early 90s. Uh, of course you have the Ninja Turtles. Um, and uh, don't sleep on Ninja Force from G.I. Joe. Even if you weren't feeling the neon, uh, there was some sleeper figures like Nunchuck. You know that, Joe fans. Uh, but this is a Lynx podcast, and it's a pleasure to be on the Handicast uh, once again. Mark and Monty, uh, thank you for... Uh, the generosity of sharing your time. Um, I'd love to be here every time. You know that. But uh, I got to stay true to my canon. You know the games I had. So uh, so I'll, I'll be in here when I can be. Otherwise, I'm going to have to enjoy you guys. But we are talking ninjas. Um, Ninja Gaidan, right? For me, I wasn't the best at it. I think it was a grinder. I was more of a button masher. This takes some flipping, some coordinating... Uh, I did beat it eventually, but uh, I think what resonates is with uh, Ninja Gaiden or any of Tecmo's properties at that time, it was about the the presentation, I think, that if you played Tecmobile, Super Tecmobile, um, then uh, you know there was was cutscenes for jump balls, uh, close calls, all that. So I think a little bit of... uh, cinematics go a long way when it comes to storytelling. And I think that's what I'll remember about Ninja Gaiden and Tecmo. And that's definitely what I'll raise a glass to. Whether it's, uh, you know, the in-between cutscenes, um, the boss battles, um, definitely the kill screen. Uh, come on now, that, that razor blade in the, in the arcade? Whew. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, Ninja Gaiden is is probably a must-have for Lynxers. So, uh, yeah, I raise a glass to the cinematics of Tecmo. Uh, Mark, what's your favorite Tecmo cinematics? Um, all right, guys, cheers, and uh, it's a pleasure to be back. Well, thank you very much for your feedback on Ninja Gaiden, Kujo. It's great to hear from you, as always. And I don't mind that you, quote, strike from the shadows, so to speak, with your audio submissions. I respect you for keeping true to providing feedback only for the games you actually owned. And besides, popping onto the Handicast only at certain times makes your submissions just that much more special, right? I appreciate your references to other ninjas in pop culture, such as Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and the Ninja Force from G.I. Joe. I also appreciate highlighting Tecmo's famous cutscene during the continue screen to Ninja Gaiden. I'm really glad they kept that scene in the Lynx port. It really increases the sense of dread and menace in what is essentially a game about an assassin. And I really don't have any particular favorite cinematic cutscene from any Tecmo games, although I must admit that even though I'm not an American football fan, the touchdown scenes in the NES version of Tecmo Super Bowl are pretty impressive. Finally, I gotta thank you for the kind words you gave to myself and to Monty about the Handicast. We both really appreciate when fans of the Handicast take the time to give us a shout-out. And I'm glad you enjoyed Ninja Gaiden, Cujo. And please pop in with your valuable feedback whenever you can. Kudos, Cujo. The second audio submission I received about Ninja Gaiden was from Bobby Tribble. Here are his thoughts on the game. Beat-em-ups. Brawlers. Belt action. Walk, ride, and fight. 
whatever you want to call it, there are so many games in this genre that it's hard to really stand out past Double Dragon, Final Fight, or the Ninja Turtles. But the arcade Ninja Gaiden does. Well, to me at least. Uh, it really made an impact when I first saw it with its lush graphics for the time. From the Ninja in USA starting screen through the detailed New York streets all the way to the infamous continue screen uh, when the game is over. And in addition to punching and jumping, this game had a great gimmick, the grab button. Throwing bad guys into a street sign or a phone booth or hanging from a street light and kicking people in the face, it's great stuff. And there's the part where you cross the freeway and try not to get hit by cars. It's just a fun and crazy game. So I was looking forward to playing Ninja Gaiden on the NES, but Ninja Gaiden on the Nintendo was obviously not the same game. I believe the Lynx was the only home console to get the actual arcade version, which is a feather in the cap of the Lynx. And I think I may have mentioned this before, but arcade emulation, aka MAME, was not yet a thing when the Lynx was sold. So these Lynx arcade conversions had a lot of draw. So it's not an exact port of the arcade, with some missing enemies, only one player, and a missing level, but and this is what's important, it feels more or less like the arcade Ninja Gaiden. Even if not everything is there, it's enough to get by and rely on its solid gameplay. And most importantly, it still has the absolutely insane continue screen. Anyway, in my play just now, I got to the end of round three, but fell to the Road Warriors, aka the Dragons, with a score of 47,900. So, Ninja Gaiden, Nice arcade port and absolutely will eat your okonomiyaki lunch. Ha! I love that, Bobby. And besides that wonderful reference to the Japanese street food pancake dish, you've made some good points about Ninja Gaiden. I really hadn't considered that in the days before MAME, the best way to play an arcade game on a console was to play the Lynx port. I also had not before considered how valuable the Lynx library was to fans back in the day who wanted to play popular arcade games in their home. The Atari Lynx library is small, but it is chock-a-block full of great arcade ports, some of them game system exclusives like Ninja Gaiden. Finally, Bobby, I am actually quite impressed with your score of 47,900. That ranks right up there with the folks listed in Highscore.com, so congrats. Thanks so much, as always, for your feedback, Bobby. I really appreciate it. We'll talk to you next month. Finally, I also received an audio submission from veteran submitter Shinto of the Atari Jaguar Game by Game podcast. Here's what Shinto said about his experience with Ninja Gaiden. I was sitting in world history class my sophomore year in high school, waiting for class to begin and thumbing through my Atari Adventure catalog thing that came in, uh, EGM issue 21, uh, you know, the one that has Tournament Cyberball on the cover that we mentioned last episode. There is a two-page write-up on Ninja Gaiden in this glorified catalog, and my friend Mark... Well, well, friend is not the right word. Um, occasionally, adversarial acquaintance will go with that. But Mark was looking at the catalog with me, and I would tell him how awesome the Atari Lynx is, that it's a 16-bit handheld game console, and he would look at these zoomed-in pictures of the power-ups in Ninja Gaiden and say, those don't look 16-bit. Well, it's zoomed in on a portable screen. I, I didn't have Ninja Gaiden at the time, so I couldn't defend it any more than that, but when I did get the game, 
Yeah, I I felt vindicated in in a smug way. I I was a teenager, what do you want? But the game impressed me right away with the title screen, with the rain and lightning. So cool. Inside the game, the characters are tiny, but there's a lot going on. So many moves, many of them just by spamming one button. I'd never seen anything like that before. I was used to one button per action, and and that's it. It took a while to get a hang of, you know, hanging, and, and I would try to use that whenever possible, but eventually kind of gave up on that strategy in favor of grabbing and flinging bad guys around. That's a great move. It took a while to get past the sumo wrestler at the end of the first stage, but eventually I was able to get all the way to the fourth stage a couple times, but never past that. I found a high score for Link's Ninja Gaiden in my old high score binder, uh, 16,300 points, but I didn't write down a date for some reason. I'm guessing it was 1993 or 94. It's not that great of a score, actually, since I just played the game yesterday and got as high as 21,800 points, which I just wrote down in the high score binder with the date. The score resets whenever you use a continue, so I've probably had higher scores than that, I just didn't write them down. This game is tough and often frustrating. I hate how you can't go back a little, like if you, you break some object and it's just off the screen to the left, there's no way to go to the left and collect that power up. I also don't like the enemy thud sound. What? What is that? Uh, well, I take that back. It, it's kind of endearing after a while. A distinctive, weird sound on the links. Now, I've never played the arcade version, never even saw it, but I wanted to. I liked Ninja Gaiden so much on the links that I wanted to see what it was based on. I know that most of the Ninja Gaidens out there are nothing like the arcade game, but are instead something totally different, like a ninja-themed platformer. The Nintendo Entertainment System, chief among them. I was excited to see Ninja Yokenden among the titles on the TurboGrafx-16 Mini. That's like Ninja Gaiden, right? Yes and no. It's like Ninja Gaiden, but it's the NES version, not like the arcade game. Bummer. I am of the opinion that the arcade version of pretty much anything is the benchmark against which all home ports should be judged, and the closer it is to the arcade, the better the port. It really doesn't get much better than the Lynx version. Everything else out there that's based on the arcade game apparently required a computer. The Amiga and Atari ST ports certainly look better than the Lynx, but the control scheme with the single button is kind of lousy. I tried out the ST port briefly, which is called Shadow Warriors, but I I found the controls limiting and, and not that much fun. Having a dedicated jump button on the Lynx makes a big difference. The guys on the Retro Game Club podcast said that Ninja Gaiden on the Lynx is extremely slow, which surprised me because slow isn't an adjective I had ever attributed to the game. I eventually tried out the arcade original and emulation just this week, and I really didn't find that much difference in terms of speed. Animations might be a little slower on the Lynx, and it's definitely missing some enemies that are present in the arcade, but for the most part, I think the Lynx has an excellent port of the arcade game, and really it's the only one on a console until you get to Ninja Gaiden Black on the original Xbox. Might be a little unfair at times, one of the sound effects is kind of weird, but I'd have to say that Ninja Gaiden is another very solid arcade port for the Lynx. Well, thank you so much, Shinto, for your feedback for Ninja Gaiden. I love how you defended Ninja Gaiden on the links back in high school to your friend, or adversary, named Mark, even though you apparently didn't yet own the game. And kudos to you for eventually being vindicated in your defense. Also, thanks for bringing up the title screen. That screen, along with the literal cutscene in the continue screen, which you surprisingly didn't mention, really sets the mood for the game. It's awesome. 
And I agree that some of the most fun to be had in the game is being able to high kick enemy ninjas into the sky while hanging from a bar. By the way, 21,800 points is a good score in my opinion. It's certainly better than mine. But you're right, it can be an exasperatingly tough game to play. And I'm still trying to figure out how to jump and avoid that swinging tree trunk from the Lumberjack Ninja. I, like you, never played the arcade Ninja Gaiden, but I don't feel like I really need to. The Lynx port is excellent, even if it is a pared down version of the original arcade game. Perhaps it should have been called Ninja Gaiden Lite. What do you think, Shinto? Anyway, thanks as always for sharing your thoughts and memories about today's game. They're always most welcome. So, until your next submission, please keep up your stellar work on the Atari Jaguar Game by Game podcast. Cheers, Shinto! do appreciate all of my devoted listeners who took the time and effort to share their thoughts and memories in this episode via comments, emails, or audio submissions. Thank you so much. Wrapping it up. Well, I've punched the last boss in my coverage of today's game, Ninja Gaiden. So, Monty, in your ongoing quest to remain a supreme verbal ninja, do you feel that you have made any significant improvement in your sarcasm skills? Of course. And I have mastered those sarcasm skills with flying colors, I might add. Wait, uh, by saying that, are you being sarcastic to me right now? No, of course not. Now that sounds like sarcasm to me as well. Oh, it's definitely not sarcasm. I'd rather nail my own head to a coffee table than use sarcasm against you. Ah, I give up. And that is why you fail. So, Linksters, if you would like more information about today's game, as well as a complete list of online retailers where a copy can be purchased, just check out the Links links in the show notes for links to everything I've included in this episode. While you're there... You will also find a full listing of all of the awesome homebrew and aftermarket links titles that are currently available at the following four online vendors. LukeSoft in Germany, Songbird Productions in the US, Telegames in the UK, and Yastuna Games in France. It's all in the links links in the show notes or at atarilinkshandicast.net. And finally, while you're on the website, do Monty and me a favor. Please check out the Handy Shop the online store that stocks all of our official Atari Lynx Handicast branded merchandise. We have scads of swag to appeal to the discerning tastes of any Linkster. And remember that everything you purchase will help us offset the hosting and domain costs of the podcast. Just go to atarilinkshandicast.net slash handyshop and have fun shopping. On the next episode of the Handicast, I'll be covering my third third-party game title in the Atari Lynx's library, Robotron 2084, released in 1991 by Shadowsoft. Are there robots in that game? Oh yes, Monty, there are lots of them. Brilliant. Wait, was that sarcasm? If you think it was, then my work here is done. Anyway, Linksters, please try to get your feedback into me for episode 21, Robotron 2084, as soon as you can. In future episodes of the Atari Lynx Handicast that are dangling from an overhead pipe, 
include Episode 22, Paperboy, Episode 23, APB, Episode 24, Rygar, Episode 25, Hard Driving, and Episode 26, NFL Football. So please, join me on the next episode, won't you? And until then, thank you all for supporting and listening to The Handicast. Please be sure to stop by The Handy Shop. And most importantly, keep Keep on linksing. Okay, Elvira, take us out of here. are in order for the Free Music Archive, which allows for the song 8-Bit Core by Tagirigus to be used as the opening and closing theme music for the Atari Lynx Handicast under the Creative Commons license. The Free Music Archive also allows for the following songs and artists to be used in this episode. Hashimantai Snow, Just Wondering, Salt Lake Swerve, Salt Lake Swerve Chill Out Remix, Swirling Snowflakes Finale, Tuesday Night, and Tuesday Night Radio Edit, all by Martin Shellikens. I would also like to thank Ferg of the Atari 2600 Game by Game Podcast, Shinto of the Atari Jaguar Game by Game Podcast, and Zerbi of the many Zerbinator Land podcasts, including the excellent Please Stand By podcast. The help and inspiration that Ferg, Shinto, and Zerbi have provided in my brief podcasting experience are invaluable to me, and I really appreciate it. Finally, I would also like to give my heartfelt thanks to my beautiful wife, Lizzie. She has put up with me and with this strange podcasting thing with the patience of a saint, and I could never fully repay her, but I will definitely try. Nudge, nudge, snap, snap, grin, grin, wink, wink, sign them all. The Atari Lynx Handycast is a proud partner with AtariGamer.com. If you are looking for the latest Lynx news, interesting Lynx articles, a full list of Atari Lynx games, and a one-stop compendium of all things Atari Lynx, you can't do any better than visiting AtariGamer.com. Tell them Monkey sent you. The Atari Lynx Handycast is also a proud member of the Throwback Network. You can listen to all of the great retro-themed podcasts on the network, including this one, by visiting throwbackreviews.com. Just click on the podcast's link in the top menu. Episodes of the Atari Lynx Handycast can be found on Apple Podcasts. Please take time to leave a review on Apple Podcasts so that other interested listeners can easily find the Handycast. In addition to Apple Podcasts, the Atari Lynx Handycast can be found everywhere that podcasts are sold, including Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Amazon Music, Deezer, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and Spotify. Be sure to check out the Atari Lynx Handycast website. All of the episodes can be found there, including show notes and a list of upcoming episodes. You can even purchase Handycast-themed merchandise such as mugs, mouse pads, t-shirts, and tote bags. 
They're all in the Handy Shop on the Handycast website at atarilinkshandycast.net. And also don't forget to visit the Handycast blog page at atarilinkshandycast.blogspot.com. Also, you can follow the Atari Lynx Handycast on Facebook by visiting facebook.com slash Atari Lynx Handycast. Plus, you can also follow the Atari Lynx Handycast on Twitter and on Instagram. Just search on both platforms for Lynx Handycast. And Reddit users can find the Handycast at reddit.com slash users slash Atari Lynx Handycast. Finally, you can send Mark Little an email and let him know what you think about any episodes of the Atari Lynx Handycast. Or you can provide your own feedback about any Atari Lynx games. You can even suggest future topics or possible interview subjects to future episodes. Or you can just simply say, hi. Just write to him at mark at atarilynxhandycast.net. Thank you for listening. This is Montague Habisham wishing you all a jolly good evening. Dingedale! 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 The Atari Lynx Handicast is made possible by a grant from the Telesearch Group and by the generous support of listeners like you. Thank you.